Welcome to our North Church podcast. We hope this message encourages you. For further information about our church, please visit churchnorth.com or check out our social media at Church North. But good afternoon, everyone. I just want to begin by thanking Pastor Dave and Pastor Abs and the leadership team at North Church for this kind invitation to come and worship with you and to share from God's Word. Uh, All you really need to know about me is that I love the Lord, uh, that I'm born again, that I'm spirit-filled, that I'm your brother in Christ. Do you know, as I waited on the Lord for a word to share, God was very clear. He told me to go to share with his people at North Church and tell them it's your time. It's your time. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but you may have been waiting for something for a long time. God says it is your time. Why don't you get that into the atmosphere? Why don't you just tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's my time. It's my time. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. It's my time for healing. It's my time for breakthrough. It's my time to be restored. It's my time. Hallelujah. You know, there are a number of things uh, that I am so impressed by with this church. And firstly, it's your godly leaders. Why don't we show some love to Pastor Dave and... Pastor Abs. Hallelujah. I really believe that God has sent them into the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. I believe that they have been anointed for this season. Can someone praise the Lord? Come on, somebody. When God sends you some good people, you need to be grateful. Uh, The second thing that I'm so impressed by with this church is the vision of the church. It's not narrow. It's not trying to cater for a particular cluster of people. It's not really trying to look at a, a, a postcode. But The vision is for the city of Leeds. Amen. Hallelujah. But guess what, beloved ones? If God is going to use you to take this city for Jesus, you got to get yourself ready. Amen. I want to begin by reading from the book of James. So if you have your Bibles... Just going to read a few verses from the book of James, beginning at verse 19. My dear brothers, 
Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect word that gives freedom continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. Can someone praise the Lord? <clears throat> Hallelujah. This epistle of James, the, the theologians, they, they tell us that it was one of the most early New Testament books that was written. It was written to the 12 scattered tribes. Um, written by James, the half-brother of uh, Jesus. But what I notice in this particular text, that James, although uh, he would live it and believe it, his concern wasn't about Christian doctrine. It wasn't about Christology. It wasn't about the, the ministry of the life of Jesus. His concern wasn't about eschatology, the things of the last days, or pneumatology, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. But for James, his approach was practical rather than uh, theoretical. Right in the first chapter, chapter 1 and verse 22, he declares this, he says... Uh, uh, um, that we should be doers of the word and not hearers only. In the NIV, which I read, it said, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. And verse 25, it lets us know that if you apply the word, if you internalize the word, then you will be blessed. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I'm sure, like me, you would have seen lots of those books that says uh, five steps to prosperity or 12 principles to a successful business. Uh, I can uh, uh, encourage you not to buy those books. Because according to scripture, if you want to be blessed, all you need to do is to not be hearers only of the word, but to apply God's word. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hallelujah. When we apply God's word, that's when the blessing comes. I can recall some years ago when I was doing a pastoral visit. 
at a single parent's home and I noticed when I went there that the Bible was open on the table and I, you know being a pastor I was really impressed I was really impressed by that and and then uh, this little voice came I wonder if she only did that because she knew that I was coming that day so I decided to do an unannounced visit when she didn't know I was coming and guess what the Bible was still open on the table And I realized that this was somebody who lived in the word. So later on when she told me that she wanted to go to study scripture at Bible college at uh, Mattersea, I was not uh, surprised by that. Beloved ones, uh, if we're going to ever grow in Christ, we need to uh, get into the word of God for ourselves. Did you hear me somebody? For ourselves. Uh, The psalmist declares in Psalms 119 and verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Let me see the hands of those who are willing to apply God's word uh, to your lives. Amen. Oh, praise the name of the Jesus. It's wonderful to see so many hands lifted up. Beloved ones, uh, I've come to realize... That the God that I serve operates, this is going to be so profound. Are you ready? The God that I serve operates in his own time, not mine. Wow, that blew my mind. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. The Apostle Paul teaches us, In Ephesians chapter 2. And let me just take time just to read that for you. Ephesians chapter 2. I'll begin at verse 1. For as for you, you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you used to live. And you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. And the spirit that now work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time. That's the truth, isn't it? I know that we are all wonderful now and we're saved now, but at one time, the enemy was the one that was controlling us. Amen? Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, We were gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts like the rest We were by nature objects of wrath, but because of his grace and his great love towards us, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ. Beloved ones, I don't know if this ever happened to anybody else, but there are certain people who will focus on what you used to be. Amen? They don't remember your successes, but they remember your failures. They remember when you made a mistake. They remember when you tripped up. They remember what you did before you were in Christ Jesus. You know what what I do when people say that to me? When they said, oh yes, I remember you when you were that. And I remember you when you were this. I will say, yes, that is true. But God. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Yes, I might have been a liar, but God. Yes, I might have been an addict, but God. Yes, I might have messed up, but God. Can anybody identify with that? That God turned their life around. Hallelujah. I'm not what I used to be because of God, because of his grace. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. His grace. We didn't save ourselves. It was his grace. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. But I've come to realize that God saved me in his timing. Uh, but we were all under bondage. But I, I've come on, I need to rust because I can see that time. But I notice God does things in time according to Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. The Bible says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, yes, born of a woman, to redeem us back, to position us that we can be in a place where we could cry out to him, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. We now have a relationship with him. One of the things I love about Jesus is that he's not concerned about religion. I know it might sound really weird for a pastor to say that, for a, for a bishop to say that. But I found out he's not concerned about religion. He doesn't offer us religion. He offers us a relationship with Jesus, the Savior, the Lord, the Master, the King. Hallelujah. And aren't you glad you got a relationship with him? Hallelujah. You know, um, I'm a child of the 60s. I know, I know that's really hard to believe but it's true and I remember in the in the 70s there was a reggae uh, artist by the name of John Holt he had a song that said time 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 is the master but time can be disaster if you don't care Beloved ones, too many people are wasting time. Did you hear that? But God says, it is your time. And I believe he sent me here to tell somebody, it's your time and you need to grab hold of it in the name of Jesus. We know from the Greek there are two concepts when it comes to time. I know that you would know this. The first is chronos, where we get the word chronometer, which deals with time incrementally, 60 seconds to a minute, 60 minutes to an hour, 12 hours. What does 12 hours bring? I don't know, but it sounds good, doesn't it? But then there's kairos. Kairos is talking about a season. Amen. And I believe the Lord has sent me to tell somebody that God has made a Kairos moment for you. Uh, why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, 
It's your season. It's your season. Hallelujah. It's your season. But the truth of the matter is that we have to position ourselves to receive what God has in store for us. You have to be in the right place. Amen. So you have to stay in the flow of God. If you want Bible for that, let me give you Bible for that. According to John's gospel in the fifth chapter, we see Jesus now by uh, a pool in a place called Bethsaida. Uh, We notice that there are many disabled people there. And according to tradition, once a year, that pool, the waters are troubled. And if you manage to get into the water, then you will receive your healing. That was the tradition. We are introduced to a man there. We, is, the Bible doesn't even give us his name. But just lets us know that for 38 years, he's been by this pool and he's been trying to get his healing, but he's been unsuccessful. And Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Hallelujah. Maybe he's asking us that same kind of question today. Do you want to get well? Do you know what his answer was? His answer was, I've got no one to help me. I've got no one to help me to get into the pool. So everyone else gets in there before me. That was not the question. The question was, do you want to get well? And I'm putting that question out there in the atmosphere. Do you want to get well? Do you want to receive your blessing? Amen. What the man did not understand was that he was so fixated with the chronos in terms of time. That for him, for him to receive healing, he had to get into the pool before somebody else. And when uh, someone else got in there, because of Cronus, when the time had passed, he had just passed and he had to wait another year. I wonder who God is speaking to right now. That it seems like everybody else is getting blessed and you're getting left behind. It seems like as soon as you get to the front of the queue, something happens and you find yourself back in the middle of the queue. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I I once got accused of being more English than the English. Well, I don't know why, because I was born in this country and and, uh, I learned how to queue. But I learned how to queue the English way. You know, so I remember standing... And we was at an, uh, an event and I was at the bar and uh, I'm standing at the bar thinking, well, when my turn comes, they will ask me. But it doesn't work like that, does it? I found that those who shout the loudest get served. And I was just there. But you know what? I've learned my lesson now. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But maybe you know what it's like to be left behind. And maybe you can identify with the old hymn that has been um, written for us by Fanny uh, Crosby or Francis Crosby uh, in 1868. The hymn was called, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Saviour. The chorus says this, 
Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. I wonder, can anyone identify with that? They felt like they're being passed by. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Amen. But God told me to tell you in particular, it is your time. It is your time. In John, the disabled man could not see his way through. For him, there was no hope. Uh, He didn't realize that Jesus had ushered in a Kairos season. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, Because of this, this man didn't have to go even to the pool. He didn't have to subscribe to tradition or custom. Jesus just said to him, pick up your bed and walk. Uh, Who is God speaking to today? Oh, praise the name of the Lord. I, I, I sense somebody is receiving this. Receiving that it's your season. Um, not next year. Not next week. But now is your season. But you know what, beloved ones? God expects you to do something. You're going to have to step out by faith. Anyone willing to do that? I'll praise the name of the Lord. Why don't you just step out and believe God? Step out and believe that he will guide you. Step out. Believe that he will heal you. Step out. Believe that he will equip you. I'm going to ask you to stand. I did say that. Yes, I did. I'm going to ask you to stand. Hallelujah. Because you've been for a few minutes, you've been watching this overheated person with a bald head telling you that God sent me to tell you it's your time. But I wonder if there's even five people in this place who's willing to step out in faith, step out of their comfort zone and receive this blessing because God has ushered in for you this Kairos moment. Uh, I believe doing things in the natural to be symbolic in the spirit. So why don't you just step out just where you are, just step out, said I'm stepping into my destiny. I'm stepping into my blessing. I'm stepping into my future. I'm stepping. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you know, some might say, well, Pastor Parry, how do you step out in faith? Well, I'm really glad that you asked me that question. According to the wisdom literature in uh, Ecclesiastes, we see the words of the great preacher Solomon uh, saying, whatever, this is from chapter 9 verse 10, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Amen. Some of us, I've been looking for jobs to do, and there's a job right in front of us. Amen? Some of us have been looking for someone to encourage uh, and, and tell them about Jesus, and there's someone right 
in front of us. Whatever your hands find to do, will you do that in the name of Jesus? Amen. I'm about to close. Is that all right, Pastor Dave? I'm going to close with this. This is what I feel for this church. This is my heart for this church. And the the band can get ready. In 1906, a man by the name of William Seymour in Los Angeles in a place called Azusa Street, he had a shopfront church. He was the son of an emancipated slave. He believed the word. He applied the word. And God sent the fire from heaven and baptized him and those with him with the Holy Spirit. A revival started. And for two years, men and women, not just from all over America, from all over the world, found themselves in that little tiny church to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What was amazing about that, what the people that came Some of them had my color skin. Some of them had Caucasians. Some had, if there was all kind of nationalities, the color bar was broken. This was 1906. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. And because of that, Pentecostalism is all over the world. Do you know even today, in the Pentecostal churches and traditions, 50,000 people, are born into the kingdom every day through Pentecostalism. 50,000. This is what the Lord says to tell you. He wants to use North Church as a hub, as a catalyst, where people will come and be healed, where people will come and be restored, where people will come and receive salvation where people will come and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit where the gifts of the Spirit are not extraordinary but they are normal God wants to use you why is your time are you ready I'll praise the name of the Lord I want to pray for someone today if you're here and You've heard about Jesus, but you haven't committed your life to him. I want to encourage you to come to Jesus. I can testify he was the very best thing that ever happened to me. If you're here and you're ready to receive Jesus, I can't see everybody. So will you just come and stand by me so I can pray with you? If you're here and God has been speaking to you, will you just come? Will you just come? If you're here, hallelujah. And God has already been preparing you, telling you that your season is coming and now you've got confirmation. This is your time. I want to pray for you. Will you come? Will you come quickly? Hallelujah. As the worship team begins to minister for us, will you come? Hallelujah.